hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. So last week we spent a day touring around the Canadian Badlands near Drumheller, Alberta and had a fantastic time. I've been through that area many times, but never really stopped to appreciate the natural beauty of the area and take some time to enjoy the sights. So we spent some time at the Hoodoos, which really looks cool, kind of like a movie set from Star Wars. Plus, we ventured across the historic Suspension Bridge. This is near Rosedale, Alberta, and took in the splendor of the Horseshoe Canyon. And, of course, spent a few hours at the famous Royal Tyrol Museum. And that's where I met up with Eline Secord. She's the head of marketing and public relations for the Royal Tyrol Museum. So we'll play that conversation for you later in the podcast. Plus, we'll head to Jamaica and visit the Spa Retreat Hotel in Negril, consistently ranked number one on TripAdvisor. But to start things out, have you ever stayed at a hotel that offered free drinks, say late in the afternoon or early in the evening? If not, we're going to help you search out where these hotels are. So to help us is Russell Hannon. He's the author of the book Stop Dreaming, Start Traveling, The Ultimate Guide to Traveling More and Spending Less. His website is BreakTheTravelBarrier.com. And that is where you'll find his recent blog about hotels that offer free drinks. Hi, Russell. Good morning. This is kind of ties into the cost of a vacation, right? Where a big chunk of it uh, is food and drinks. And anytime you can get something that's uh, less costly or free, it's a good thing, right? Well, you know what? Just the cost of drinks are so expensive. There was a survey I saw by ValuePenguin.com that shows the people who drink while traveling can spend as much, or a couple traveling can spend as much as three hundred and eighty dollars uh, on alcohol on a trip. Mm. Of course, depends uh, depends where where you're traveling to. If you're staying in upper end resorts and that, but you know, one of the biggest freebies people look for uh, when staying in hotels is the free br- breakfast, the continental breakfast, and the Wi-Fi. But actually, if you can get free drinks at a hotel, that'll save you more than what you pay for a breakfast and Wi-Fi. Combined. Mind. And mm. in fact, there's a lot of hotels that'll give you all three of those included in the base fare. And just the thing is, it's it's once in a while we tend to get a little lucky finding them, but you wouldn't believe there are thousands of hotels around the world that offer free alcoholic drinks to their guests mm-hmm. and include that in the base fare. Well, I remember checking into a hotel in Phoenix. This is back in the springtime, and mm-hmm. it, was, it was a pretty trendy hotel. I'd never stayed in that check. I can't even remember the name of it, but that doesn't matter. But the check-in mm-hmm. area was the bar, so you checked in. <laughs> <laughs> at the bar, and when you're checking in, oh, would you like a, confl- a complimentary drink while we check you in? Well, yes, who doesn't like that, right? So what a way to <laughs> welcome your guests. So that was a unique kind of a thing. Well, the weight isn't so bad when they offer you a free drink. <laughs> Is this a kind of a growing trend, though? Well, well, I'll... Yes, it is a trend in that I, actually it has been going on for a while. The first hotel, believe it or not, to offer free drinks uh, was uh, Kempton Hotels going back in the early 80s where Kempton had a free wine hour from 5 until 6 p.m. So actually, actually they uh, estimate that they poured about 300,000 bottles of wine in 2016, <laughs> actually, uh, for guests. So just unbelievable. And that's one chain. So, so it started there, and it's really spread out to be quite a bit. So th- there are nine major chains that have regularly scheduled so social evenings that have free drinks for at least one hour, including wine, beer, and or spirits. And it's kind of a fun thing, too. You know, you're meeting uh, other people that are staying at the hotel or resort or whatever, and you get to mingle and mix and, and, uh, and relax, of course, right? 
That's right. Well, well, it's great for the business crowd as well, uh, just to be able to unwind and just chat with some people. And when you're traveling as well, it's great because a lot of people sometimes uh, who gravitate toward hostels and other sorts of accommodations, they, they, they do that to meet people, even, even some of the private rentals. So this is one way hotels are really filling that void. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, you're seeing now, depending on the area, right? I'm thinking like wine country of California, uh, the uh, wineries like to promote their product. What better way to promote that than offering a free glass of wine? That's right. And, and now uh, in Napa Valley, uh, something informal uh, that you could always try is they've got a visitor center uh, that, that tries to promote a lot of wine tastings. And actually, they've been known at the Napa Valley Visitor Center to, to have free wine tasting coupons that they give away to visitors that are in the information center and are undecided on what to do. So it's always worth stopping in there and uh, seeing if you could get some uh, tickets uh, or coupons for free mm-hmm. wine tasting. Well, you know, the skeptic in me is saying, though, that uh, the drinks are really just part of the price of your room, right? So do people say that as well? Well, you're paying more for your room, so the drinks are not really free. Well, 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 not necessarily. You know, a lot of hotels that do this are three-star hotels. Uh, I first came across this in Chicago. I stayed at an Embassy Suites hotel, and I went there for the free breakfast and the free Wi-Fi. And then they told me they actually have a, uh, a social hour every evening from 5.30 till 7.30 where you have complimentary snacks and your choice of beer, wine, or spirits. And I couldn't believe the selection there. I just was astounded that they offered that. It was just the base price of the three-star hotel. It uh, definitely didn't look like anything was worked in, into the price for that and definitely gives them a competitive advantage at least for myself when I'm in areas that do have uh, have that chain in the area. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's one example. Uh, any others that come to mind? Well, well, yeah, actually, uh, just to name a few chains, his, his best thing with chains, regardless of where you go, you're likely to find one of these, whether it's a canopy by Hilton, which has free wine tastings uh, every evening uh, in the uh, in the lobby area. You've got Homewood Suites that does the same thing from 5.30 till 7.30 every evening. Uh, Staybridge Suites from Tuesdays to Thursdays. They've got a happy hour with drinks and light snacks. Resident Inn, also on Mondays and Wednesdays, it's at uh, 6 p.m. The hotels that have the RI Mix uh, social hour, which is most of them, uh, do that. Uh, if you go to St. Louis, there's the Pear Tree Inn, which basically includes everything in the base fair, from evening beverages with, with alcohol, free parking, free local calls, uh, free hot breakfast, free soda, popcorn, just about everything is included in the base fair. Not many hotels do that, which is why it's <laughs> worth mentioning that. Even Hawaii has the Outrigger Hotels and Resorts chain where you can get two free drinks a day uh, when you book your room on their website and use the promo code free drinks and all that information's on on their website the outrigger hotels and resorts so it's not only in las vegas where where you can get free drinks and and the great thing is you don't have to gamble you just have to be a guest at these hotels well there's nothing wrong with with free uh russell hannon is the author of the book stop dreaming start traveling the ultimate guide to traveling more and spending less and his website is breakthetravelbarrier.com it's uh, always a pleasure to chat russell thank you happy travels Well, if you're looking for a quiet, romantic place to get away for a while and enjoy the sunsets of Negril, 
The place to be is the Spa Retreat Boutique Hotel. It's consistently being named the top hotel in the Negril area of Jamaica by TripAdvisor. So here to tell us more about it is the general manager of the Spa Retreat, Heather Hamilton. The website is thespajamaica.com. Hi, Heather. Hi, Randy. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. I'm excited to learn all about the Spa Retreat Boutique Hotel. You have to say that slowly. Ex- ex- <laughs> yes, excited to tell you as well. Uh, so give me, let's start with some background on the Spa Retreat. How long has it been open and, and where will we find you? You will find us on the West End Cliffs of Negril. We are an approximate five minutes from the town center of Negril. We are a small boutique hotel offering 18 stone cottages, a farm-to-table restaurant, the Blue Maho, and a organic cliffside spa. Well, and you sort of just throw that out, organic cliffside spa, but I'm <laughs> looking at right. some of the images on your website, thespajamaica.com, and it really looks fabulous. So tell me a little sure. bit about some of the things you offer to your guests and, and maybe expand a bit on, like you said, there's only 18 uh, rooms, right? Only 18 stone cottages, fairly unique and different in terms of all the boutique hotel offerings in Jamaica and I'd say the world. We also say organic to our spa. We utilize all natural local products. We utilize our aloe plants from our gardens, or pumpkin from our kitchen, or ginger. Those are infused with our spa products. We also offer a farm-to-table restaurant, the Blue Maho, featuring all freshly made products. We bake our own bread, we bake all our own cakes, we make everything from scratch for our guests. Mm, must be fabulous. Is that the, one of it the reasons is. people come to visit? It's one of the few reasons people come to visit, um, coupled with the location. We're, we're very ideally located on the cliff. Our stone cottages are located right atop of the Caribbean Sea. Our seaside cottages, those are. We offer garden cottages, which offer a very beautiful view of our lush garden and rooftop cottages offering very good ocean views as well, along with our retreat suite, which is the only suite on property, offering crystal clear views of the ocean as well. Well, it sounds like some uh, really gorgeous views. Uh, you must. Uh, how did you manage to get that uh, prime piece of property and how long, how long have you been around? <laughs> we have been around now since November 2011, so I would say eight years in existence we have been. And just to tap into our, our, our name and uniqueness of the property from our Canadian-owned owners, Christine and Shane Cohen, they have these bars in Canada, Kanata, Ottawa mm-hmm. as well. So that's our parent company, hence the name the spa. Jamaica is their extended addition to the spa family. Nice. Uh, now, mm-hmm. I've never been to Negril. I've been to Montego Bay and Ocho Rios and those areas. So de- describe right. how different Negril is compared to Negril some of the other areas. Negril is a lot different from the other tourist destinations in Jamaica. It's known for its laid-back approach. The, the, the natural look of Negril, of course, enhances all the properties in Negril. The, the food, the people, and the service that we provide, of course, makes us stand out as number one on TripAdvisor ever since the hotel has been opened. Mm-hmm. We have not since been number two. And it's because of that 
service that our team provides. Yeah, I was going to mention that. It says right on your website, number one of 80 hotels in the grill. So you must be proud of that. Number one. We are definitely proud of our, our, our team. Each and every person that has worked with us has contributed immensely to that number one position that we have been able to maintain throughout the years. And I do think there's not much competition around us with the offerings that we provide that ensures that we maintain that status. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand from what I've heard of uh, being in the grill, the sunsets are spectacular. It is. And of course, we are uniquely positioned and all the sunsets are different on a daily basis. You get a different sunset, even if it rains. It's a beautiful sunset out there each and every day. Mm-hmm. And this is an adults-only resort, right? It's an adults-only. No, we do welcome children 12 years and older. So if you have children 12 years and older, of course, we welcome those. Mm-hmm. But not young, not the younger kids. Yeah. Now, getting, uh, getting back to the cottages themselves, uh, those are quite unique. Uh, what kind of, uh, what, what are they like? Well, they are all stone structure right throughout the hotel, as you can see. We have managed to use a lot of limestone and, of course, to a very small extent, some concrete structures. But our cottages are unique in that we all our products in the cottages, all our furnishings are made locally as well. We have a workshop just across the road. Everything is handmade there, or king-size beds, or vanity areas. We offer king-size only in our seasides. We offer king-size bed and a twin-size sleeper sofa in our garden and rooftops. So those can accommodate three persons should the need arise. Nice. Now, now what are some of the activities your guests enjoy doing? We purposely do not offer any on-property activities excepting for scheduled yoga classes because we want to maintain that retreat feel, that idle feel, that there's nothing to do, just chill and relax. (laughs) That's my kind of vacation, though. (laughs) Yes, yes, and our guests have been very captivated by that, that, that trend. Well, with only 18 cottages, you must fill up fast, right? Yes, we do. And we have a very high turnover for repeat guests that keeps us busy. Everyone just keeps coming back with friends and family. Now, the the Jamaican government did put out a, a state of emergency uh, back in in December, I think it was. Uh, can you uh, give yeah, us an right. update on that and, and how the hotel industry is handling that overall? Well, I would say that state of emergency is geared towards locals specifically. It has no immediate effect on visitors coming in and coming to the properties, us and other hotels. So guests are really not affected. It's, it's a local state of emergency in which we are processed from checkpoints by mm-hmm. the local authorities. And yet visitation numbers are up for Jamaica, uh, well, for 2018 anyway. So people still like yes. going there regardless of, uh, you know, whatever is yes. going on that may uh, people might have concerns about, right? It is, and there, I, I would just like to expand on that to say there should be no concerns for persons looking to visit, as it said from the Jamaica Tourist Board. Arrival numbers are up for the winter, even for the summer. We are still experiencing a higher than normal visitation that we usually have. So in all fairness, it's not affecting the the general Jamaica 
or other hotels in the in the other destinations. Well, it sounds like a fabulous place to stay. It is the it is. <laughs> it's the spa retreat boutique uh, hotel it in is. Negril, Jamaica, and Heather Hamilton is the general manager of the spa retreat boutique. Nice. You can find Have more. You. On the website, thespajamaica.com, and I really appreciate you taking the time, Heather. Thank you. You're welcome. And just to expand further to our website, you can also visit TripAdvisor to read all the testimonials for all those who have visited in the past. So we look forward to having each and every one. Thank you, Heather. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for your time. So last week, my family and I spent a day touring around the Canadian Badlands near Drumheller, Alberta, and had a fantastic time. I've been through the area many times, but never really stopped to appreciate the natural beauty of the area and take some time to enjoy the sights. So we spent some time at the Hoodoos, which really looks cool. It's kind of like a movie set from Star Wars. Plus, we ventured across the historic suspension bridge near Rosedale, and also took in the splendor of the Horseshoe Canyon. And of course, spent a few hours at the famous Royal Tyrrell Museum. And that's where I met up with Elaine Secord, Head of Marketing and Public Relations for the Royal Tyrrell Museum, who told me all about the museum. And here is that conversation for you now. So tell me uh, some of the background, some of the history behind the Royal Tyrrell as I've been told how to pronounce it, museum. So uh, the museum opened in 1985 and has gone through lots of changes over the years. Mm -hmm. um, we're, as you can see out the window, based right in the Alberta Badlands. Mm -hmm. So this landscape um, is amazingly rich in fossils from the Cretaceous period. Um, so the, the specimens that we're collecting and studying and putting on display are all around us in this incredible landscape. Mm -hmm. Well, I was just going to say, what is it about the Badlands that makes it, this uh, spot so exciting and unique? Yeah, so um, in addition to just being a, a beautiful setting and an amazing landscape for hiking and being outdoors, um, it's also... Yeah, just extraordinarily uh, rich in in the fossils mm -hmm. that our paleontologists are studying. So we we do have a team of uh, of researchers on staff who who study ancient life, and many of them with a focus on dinosaurs, but some of them also um, other areas like marine reptiles. Mm -hmm. um, uh, herpetology, so amphibians and reptiles. Uh, many of the field sites where they're collecting the specimens are not very far from this location. Mm -hmm. So it's an ongoing thing. It's always evolving. There's always something new. And I imagine it's pretty exciting when someone discovers something out there that they've never seen before, right? Absolutely. Yes. So um, every summer we have a very active field season where our researchers and technicians are out at different dig sites collecting fossils and the museum for the province of Alberta is the official um, steward of all the fossil resources for the province mm -hmm. so everything that's found is is collected and stored here and then we have a full preparation lab where technicians are 
preparing these fossils for for study and for display. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot more going on behind the scenes than people even realize when they're looking at some of the displays here, right? Yes, and that's uh, part of what makes this museum so special. And and actually a lot of dinosaur exhibits around the world include uh, material or casts of dinosaur material from mm -hmm. Alberta because we just have so much excellent, well-preserved evidence of ancient life here. Mm -hmm. uh, so tell me about uh, a trip, a, a typical uh, visit to the Tyrrell Museum. Uh, what was it in, what would it entail? Uh, I know your hours, you're open in like nine to nine in the summertime. So you have a lot of time to be here, but there's yes. a lot to see, right? Yes, absolutely. So um, yeah, as you said, seven days a week, nine to nine, we're open during the summer. That changes September 1st. Mm -hmm. we, uh, we, our September hours are still seven days a week, but 10 to 5. Um, we normally recommend that folks give themselves at least two hours just to explore the galleries. Mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of special themed exhibits at the start of the exhibit path, and then you go through sort of a chronological journey where you go back to the beginning of life, um, and then travel through time up to the extinction of the dinosaurs and beginning of the age of mammals. Mm -hmm. um, what are some of the the newer exhibits uh, for someone who's been here before, unlike myself? <laughs> <laughs> this is all new to me, but I'm, there's always something new I'm, I'm sure that's uh, exciting to see. Definitely. Um, we have a Fossils in Focus gallery that changes over every fall. Mm -hmm. um, around Thanksgiving and that gallery features the newest discoveries, the newest fossils that have been prepared um, and fossils that highlight some of the cutting edge research that our paleontologists are doing. Mm -hmm. um, and we also opened a brand new gallery this summer that's called the Learning Lounge. And it's a themed exhibit about Albertosaurus, everything <laughs> Albertosaurus, how they moved, how they ate, how they breathed. And it's a really fun space um, for families. It, it has a lot of extra interactive kind of hands-on activities for, for everyone to mm -hmm. enjoy. So walk me through it. I, I come through the entrance, I get my tickets. Where do I begin? Uh, you start with a full fleshed out diorama of what Alberta would have looked like about 66 million years ago in the uh -huh. Cretaceous period. Um, then you go through an exhibit that's called Foundations and it gives you an introduction to fossilization, um, some of the principles of the science, um, how how we study ancient life, uh, introducing some of the concepts for people. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you come into an area where there's a great big window into the preparation lab and you can see the technicians working on oh, cool. the fossils and there's some information about, yeah, what they're working on in there. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, there's uh, grounds for discovery, which is uh, an introduction to some of the industrial finds and they're one of our most extraordinary dinosaurs is in that gallery uh, it's a nodosaur which is an armored dinosaur oh, called cool. borealopelta and okay. it's the only one in the world <laughs> and and uh yeah found near fort mcmurray uh took 
five and a half years to prepare. Mm-hmm. So it it was named after one of our technicians. It's called Borealo Pelta Mark Mitchell Eye. <laughs> because Mark Mitchell worked on this thing for something like 7,000 hours. Oh my gosh. Um, but it's extraordinarily well preserved and not just as a skeleton, but in three dimensions with the skin. Mm-hmm. Um, looks how it would have looked when it's alive. And it's this kind of dragon-like creature with huge spiky armor and uh (laughs) and yeah there are scientists right now are studying the gut contents of this thing to understand what it ate um what the plant environment would have been like at that Mm -hmm. time it's 110 million years old my gosh and uh yeah it's just incredible it's it's like nothing you've ever seen before well, I guess you know you've made it in the industry when they name a dinosaur after you, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now I notice there's a, an outdoor area too that you, once you've gone through the museum itself, which you said takes a couple hours, and, uh, and all this you're free to roam on your own, right? Is, That's or right. is there guided tours? Um, no, but we do have staff called gallery experience officers stationed in the galleries who can chat with folks about, um, yeah, the highlights mm-hmm. and, and what they're looking at. We also have an audio. Um, instead of like a traditional audio tour, we have an app, okay. a free app that you can download to your phone. So if you want that experience of of walking through and having some interpretive information without reading necessarily all the text panels, yeah. you can listen to the, uh, the guided tour on the app. Oh, nice. And from the uh, Grounds for Discovery Gallery, then you begin your journey back in time. So from the earliest um, marine life forms, mm-hmm. Uh, and then through to sort of the the great feature is that big dinosaur hall where there are more than 40 dinosaur skeletons on display. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm really looking forward to uh, touring around. Uh, anything you want to add? Um, I would say in addition to just the amazing galleries to explore, I would recommend going for a walk while you're here. Mm -hmm. We do have some nice um, level graded paths through the Badlands. And we also have um, an education department that offers all kinds of programs for the visitors. If you're looking for more of an interpretive Mm -hmm. experience, um, everything from outdoor guided hikes to fossil casting in a lab where you learn about how we use casts and why and you make your own to take home with you that's really fun too awesome well i'm looking forward to my tour so thank you for having us here it's elaine secord she's the head of marketing and public relations for the royal tyrol museum the website is tyrolmuseum.com thank you so much thank you enjoy And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. I want to thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, take a minute, rate the show, leave us a review, and tell a friend about the podcast. And if you want to drop me a line, my email address is randy at theinformedtraveler.ca. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler, or you can follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.com.